Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. That's right. Back to action here at the College Basketball Dream Preview Edition. Our first one that we're taping here on a Sunday evening. NFC Championship game about to be wrapping up here. Kudos. To Mr. A.J. Hoffman, who it's nearly 9 o'clock on a Sunday night. He says, forget that extra time with the family. Forget sitting down, cracking a cold one, and watching the end of another exciting NFL game. He's here to do a college basketball dream preview. We'll preview all the big games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No Monday games for this upcoming week. Why? There's no big games going up against the national championship in football. And guys... We've heard the feedback from you guys. It's been great. Best bets have been doing outstanding. AJ has now won three straight best bets. Another winner for him, Cal Baptist, on Saturday night. Old Brad Powers doing okay. He's 3-0 and so far with a winner on the under in the Kansas-Baylor game. Uh, Essler a winner on his, his best bet yesterday on Indiana. Sleepy won his total but did lose his side play on UC uh, Santa Barbara. But other than that... It wasn't just the, the, the latest podcast. It's been all the podcasts we've done so far. We've been on a nice little winning streak. I appreciate the feedback. Now, I will say this, guys, and I think it's easier for me to say this after we've been winning. Guys, if the only feedback you're going to say is, hey, great job. You guys are winning your picks. I mean, great job. I mean, you want all your picks, and then, you know, if we happen to have a podcast here where we lose all our picks, it doesn't mean our podcast sucks. It's just we didn't have a winning week, so I can promise you, I would like that the next three, four podcasts to be as, as successful as they've been so far, but it's called gambling. It's not called winning. So uh, just make sure uh, that, that you're giving it both ways. But but let it be known that it shouldn't be all about the picks because if it was, then I'd just run down the show, not even give a handicap, just, to, hey, here's the pick on this game. What, what's the next game? Clemson-Duke? Ah, Duke. Louisville-Pittsburgh? Ah, Louisville. We are putting some time in. We are taping this uh, late. On That's not always convenience for not only uh, myself. AJ McKenzie's in the house. Matt will be here from time to time as well recording. So make sure you guys are also appreciating the handicaps. That's me on my little soapbox here. Anything for you to say, Mr. AJ Hoffman? No, man. I mean, I, I hope we keep winning too, but I hope that people are taking into account like kind of the process that we're going through. Uh, taking notes on what we're talking about, why we're why we're leaning the ways that we are, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, on these weeks where we don't do a podcast, if or for whatever reason we can't put one up, that that people still have some uh, people still have something that they can use. And, and AJ's been doing a really good job. And what we're trying to do is obviously hit on the bigger games of the week, but also selectively take a few teams that we haven't necessarily talked about. And we got a few here this week. Believe it or not, we haven't really talked about the top two teams as far as the AP poll goes, Duke and Gonzaga. We'll discuss them. AJ's been doing a good job as we try to you know hit uh, all the, the major conferences and, and, and all the teams that have been doing well. I mean, with that obviously... Big East is one of the, the top five, although, yeah, it's better than the Pac-12, so it is a, a top five conference in terms of basketball. There's a great matchup this week with that Butler-Seton Hall game. So appreciate 
the, the, the time, the effort, the determination, not always the wins and losses, guys, whether that's winning or losing, because obviously it, it happens even to the best of us. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's get right to it, because we haven't talked to this team yet here on, on this year's College Basketball Dream Preview. It's a team we talked about at length last year, and that being the number two Duke Blue Devils, who on Tuesday night will be traveling and taking on Clemson. We're going to project the line. Duke a 12-point road favorite. Uh, This one's on ESPN. Looks like both me and AJ both have a lean. I've been talking too much to start off this podcast, so let's start with you, AJ. Yeah, I I think Clemson, I I lean with Duke, uh, and we're we're projecting it at 12, total of 134. I think it's a letdown spot for Clemson. they, They just had maybe their biggest win in their basketball program's history, or at least in a while. They were 0-59 yep. at Chapel Hill against North Carolina. I don't know. If they, I think they've been playing that game since the 20s or something crazy. Uh, 1926. Duke, they all, Duke is always going to get their points. They're, they're, they are going to the score in the 70s. They've scored 70-plus in every game but the opener against Kansas. And Clemson has failed to hit 70 in seven of their nine games against power conference opponents. So they're scoring not quite as good. Duke is just dominant on the offensive glass. They're fourth in the country on offense. And Clemson's just looked really bad against top 100 defenses. That When they've stepped up in competition, they've really struggled. Duke, fourth in adjusted defense. The number's big on the road. And the other thing I kind of question is what will the crowd be like? My guess is there's a lot of Clemson students who are going to be in New Orleans. Uh, you know, I'm not saying... Excellent the, the, handicap. The, we didn't even think of that. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to be an empty house or anything, but there's probably going to be some distraction, uh, probably some hungover kids. So my my guess is on by Tuesday night, anybody who stayed up all night partying or you know drowning sorrows isn't going to want to be out at the game. Although I guess Duke coming into town is always a big deal. But yeah, I'm going to lean Duke here, uh, given 12. Agreement, and I'll say. I'll have to find the, the only in dreams. That was excellent. I totally forgot about the maybe a less of a home court advantage here for Clemson. Uh, let's talk Duke because I agree with you, and I normally don't lay 12 on the road. But I, this is a Duke team. I can't believe I'm saying this. But after I think if you ask people, you know, what, what do you know about Duke this year, they're going to say, oh, didn't they, didn't they suffer that big upset loss, you know, th- th- that I heard about? And, yeah, that's right. That's their only loss of the season. I get it. There was all those stats like it was something that hadn't happened uh, since the early 80s in some of those qualifiers. But I- I'll say this, AJ. I mean, when my power ratings come out on Friday, they, you know, if they don't lose here, and I don't think that's going to be the case when I'm, I'm leaning with them laying the double digits, Duke's going to be number one in my in my power ratings, and I think they're going to be about two, three points ahead of anybody else in my power ratings. That's how good Duke's been, and I get it. No Zion, no R.J. Barrett, but to me, that means no publicity. They're not. They're always going to be a public team, but nowhere near as public as what they were a year ago, and unlike past, or at least recent past editions, this Duke team's deep. I mean, they're number 10 in the country in bench minutes, using a heavier rotation than what they've had in the past. You hit on it. Clemson's off one of their biggest wins in school history. I don't mind fading teams off of that. And Clemson really hasn't played a lot of great competition. They played one game against the top 30 team. They lost by 19 to Florida State. Lean with the Blue Devils here. Any closing thoughts, AJ? No, I, I'm, I'm with you, though, because there's no no Zion and no superstars. I, I think, and Trey Jones, by the way, really good. And Vernon Carey's really good. They just don't have the constant spotlight on them this year like they have in the past. And Honestly, if if Duke can ever be underrated, they might be underrated. 
Well, they won't be for long. I will say that. I mean, if you want a sweet spot to continue to back Duke here, I think it's the next couple of weeks. I think that first uh, Saturday that there isn't any football really going on in between the conference championships and uh, and uh, uh, the Super Bowl, and that might be the week where people start paying attention and start betting Duke. But I think uh, they'll lay low here in the next couple of weeks. But once the public really starts to, to become involved in February and college hoops, th- then you'll start paying a premium again on the Blue Nails. But right now, I think there's some value on them. Sleepy Jay also has a nice little solid handicap on this Duke-Clemson game. He's on the total, and keep in mind, Sleepy, my go-to guy when it comes to college basketball totals. Sleepy, take it away on Duke-Clemson. All right, so here's my first of two total best bets for this podcast. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Duke-Clemson under. Projected total here right around 133. I think we could play this one down to around 131. Here's my thinking. If you look at what Clemson did in their last game, it was probably one of the biggest wins of that school's history. The fact they went on the road in Chapel Hill, got a win. Now they get to come back home. And there's a weird dynamic with this entire Clemson game tonight. The fact that now they play Duke, but they also play in the national championship game the night before. So let's just say Clemson loses that game. Boy, would the Tigers really like to put a Band-Aid on that loss and go ahead and say, you know what? We really went out and we played our asses off against a team like North Carolina. We beat them. Maybe we can do it here against Duke. Boy, that would be such a great thing for our team after a tough loss in a national championship game. But let's say Clemson wins. Boy, that would be like, you know, we're, we're here to stay. You know, our team's good. That team's going to be motivated, extra motivated. They're going to be coming off that North Carolina win. And they're going to be going up against Duke saying, you know what? We can hang with anybody in the nation. We could probably beat this Duke team. So I really wonder, you know, what a lot of people think with this Clemson motivation. But I think a win or a loss actually helps them here motivation-wise in this game. If Clemson really wants to go ahead and hang around with Duke, they cannot run up and down the court with this Duke team just because Duke simply scores too many points. So what does Clemson have to do? They have to slow it down. And Clemson has a very slow-paced offense. They rank 245th in the nation in pace. I would not be shocked if Clemson comes in here trying to operate at a snail's pace. The less possessions you give Duke, the less points that they will score. Now, Duke on the flip side, their defense has actually been really good. Duke hasn't allowed a whole lot of points over the last six games. 57, 50, 49, 62, 64, 59. That's an average of 56.8 points per game given up by this Blue Devils defense. Now, Clemson's defense on the season, not all that bad. They give up around 63.7 points per game. But here's my concern. It's the Clemson offense. I'm not sure they can score when this team has gone up against Top 75 defenses. Virginia Tech, 29th. They've only scored 60 points. TCU, 17th ranked defense. 52 points in regulation. That game actually went into overtime. Florida State, 50 ranked defense. 53 points only. South Carolina, 76 ranked defense. Only 54 points. Yale, 67. Only scored 45 points in that game. And Colorado, 28th ranked defense. Only 67 points in that game. And we know Duke Blue Devil defense actually very good. So I worry that Clemson... No, they might not even get to 60. I also wonder how motivated Duke might be to actually blow out this Clemson team. You know, they're off a big win against Wake Forest where they scored 90 points. But Duke has a pretty big look-ahead game here against Louisville coming up next. So I kind of worry about their motivation going into this game. Mostly because Duke doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of roadblocks on the season. If you look at their schedule, I mean, it's Louisville once, Louisville twice. 
You know, they do play an FSU team that's highly ranked, number 10 in the nation. But, yeah, I think they can easily get by a team like Virginia. If you look at the rest of their schedule, it's a bunch of unranked teams. So I really think Duke really might overlook here. I don't think they come with the offensive intensity that they normally would. Clemson scoring offense, 250th in the nation. And what is one of the things that I look at when I'm trying to play it under? I want to see if I can go ahead and try to take the free throw line away or the three-point line or the inside. And one of the things that Duke doesn't do, they don't shoot a whole lot of threes. They're ranked 250th in the nation in shooting three-point attempts. So I think that takes a lot of the transition away from Clemson. And there's two key stats here that I think actually help Clemson on their defensive side. The fact that they don't foul. Duke's not a good free throw shooting team. And the fact that Clemson, they don't turn the ball over. So it takes away that sloppy game, that transition type game. So I really think that that helps a team like Clemson in this spot. Everything I see here, guys, kind of points to the under here for me. So I'm going to go make that official, guys. I'm going to go and I'm going to take Duke Clemson under the total. 133 projected. I think we could play this one all the way down to under 131. All right, that's Sleepy J. Let's uh, jump ahead here to the next game. Another ACC battle here. Another road team that's going to be favored. A ranked road team in Louisville is at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just losing prior to us taping this on Sunday night. They fall to, to Miami, Florida in that game. Pitt was down huge in that one. Rallied a little bit to make the final respect a uh, little respectable. You know what? I emailed four. Uh, and the, the total 124, a little bit new projections. Probably is going to come maybe a little bit higher now after Pitt uh, was a little underwhelming today. I'm guessing the line probably comes closer to five now in this one, Louisville being a five-point road favorite. I will, since you like the side here, I'll let you go first, AJ. Well, at five, I don't know if I like. It may end up being more of a lean uh with with Louisville here I the the first matchup between these two teams wasn't competitive though I mean it was it ended up being a laugher and Pitt scored four points in the last nine minutes and 15 seconds of that game I I mean Louisville just gave them nothing to end that game and it, it wasn't like there was like one team had a huge rebounding edge or a turnover edge or a free throw edge it was just a shooting advantage for Louisville, 38% to 47% uh, from the field. Pitt was 3 of 12 from 3. Louisville was 11 of 26. When Louisville has the more talented team, they control the tempo, and they want to go slow. And they, they've they won 14 of the last 15 matchups in this series. It's just been completely played primarily to the under since December. I think we're going to see another low and slow game. Uh, at five, now we're getting to the point where maybe I'm not crazy about the side. It's probably a, a lean on the on Louisville and a lean on the under for me. Yeah, I'm gonna like the under uh, in this game, and I I mean both teams are relatively slow tempo here. Uh, I mean Louisville's number two ninety four in tempo, Pittsburgh number three three one uh, three. That's three hundred thirty one out of three hundred fifty three teams. So uh, co- early conference game. A little bit conservative. I, I'm going to like the under here. Now, I would want to take Louisville here for a couple of reasons. So I'm going to lean Louisville. So I'll, you'll get agreement from, from me on that one. Big edge on the boards for them, uh, especially their offensive rebounding compared to, to Pittsburgh's lack of defensive rebounding. Uh, Pitt's terrible offensively as far as effective field goal percentage, well below average against a top 10 Louisville defense in that regard. Louisville's got a major experience edge, so uh, I can see you liking Louisville here. I'm looking at the updated uh, 
Looks like, I mean, Kempom's got it like six at the updated numbers here. Uh, so, Ooh. yeah, it, it might be go, a little Pitt. steeper. Way to ruin things for us, Pitt. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing, though, it isn't that high because I think Kempom's been a little bit higher on Louisville. So I, I do think it's going to be like five-ish here. So lean for me on Louisville. Uh, if it is five, AJ's going to lean with it. I do like the under. We'll call it right around 123. Uh, any final thoughts on this one? No, nope, that's about it. All right. Let's move along. Hot and heavy here. This is a nice matchup. I'll give AJ some more props here. Nice one in the Atlantic 10 VCU at a red hot number 15 ranked Dayton team. We'll project the line. <laughs> Seems a little steep. Dayton minus 10, 140. And real quick, because I know a lot of you, and I'll say this maybe only a couple more times as we really get into it. Uh, how do we project the lines? How do we get come up with the lines? Obviously, it's not like a, a football podcast where the lines are already out. They're not out. We're taping this on Sunday, and we're talking about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. So what I usually do is I take a combination of my power ratings when they're available, uh, take a combination uh, also the Kempom, Jeff Sagarin ratings, do a little bit of average, and figure it out. So that is how we do the power ratings here. And anytime we got a like or a best bet, we'll tell you our buy price on this one. And again, the projected line here, Dayton at home against VCU. Dayton, a 10-point favorite, total 140. Again, I'll let AJ lead the way here. Uh, I'm going to lean VCU. Uh, VCU's 4-12 and 12 against the spread. The, their name brand is not holding up uh, in the market right now. Dayton, 9-7 and seven against the spread. Dayton is, if you haven't seen Dayton play, you, you should. They're the third most efficient offense in the country. They're incredible to watch. And they've hit 70 points in every game this year. They've got Obi Toppins, one of the better players in the country, not playing in a Power 5 conference. Uh, or, or I guess, what do they call them? Power 6 conference? I don't know. VCU, 0-3 against the spread as a dog. Uh, or 0-3, 0-3 against the spread as a dog and straight up as a dog. But they've yet to lose a game by more than 10. So they're not, they're not getting totally blown out. And they haven't lost a regular season game by more than 10 since December of 2016. So it's been quite a while since this team's got beat by more than 10 points. They're 26th in adjusted defense. Dayton's two straight-up losses came to number 21 in adjusted defense and number two in adjusted defense. So they, they're when they've gone up against really high-quality defenses, they have struggled some. VCU has allowed 75 points just once this season. That was game three against LSU. The reason why it's just a lean and not a like here is because I've tried to fade Dayton a couple times in the last few weeks, and I gave... Or I, t- I took uh, ten and a half points, I think, with LaSalle uh, a couple weeks ago, and they got beat by 26. I took UMass this weekend with 20 points, <laughs> and they got beat by 28. So Dayton has a way of running away from teams, even, even when there's a big number out there. So it's just a lean for me. I'm trying to stay out of the way of this Dayton train for a little while, but the numbers all tell me that Dayton is, a, is live in this thing. Yeah, I'm going to lean with VCU here. I mean, a lot of superlatives on Dayton. Uh, Number one in the country in effective field goal percentage. Uh, Although, I mean, it is, if the number seems a little high, I mean, keep in mind, you mentioned it, the the big number against UMass. Last eight games for Dayton, they've been on average a favorite of 16.5 points per game. So they've been laying some hefty numbers, and they haven't had an issue covering a lot of these numbers. Great matchup with their offense against VCU's defense, which is top 30 in the country. Dayton a little superior. They clearly have a top five offense. I think there's some correlation here. If you're looking towards the Dayton side of things, 
that means that they're going to get the best of VCU's defense. So I think the correlation here, if you if you're liking leaning or liking Dayton, I think you're going with the over. If you, if you're leaning with the dog like me, I think you're leaning with the the under with VCU, which has covered four straight uh, for them. Uh, now VCU's been a bad matchup for Dayton. Last four meetings between these two, VCU's won all four of them. So maybe there's a little bit of matchup uh, advantage there. Lean for me on VCU plus the 10, and also a lean for me under 140. Any closing thoughts? That's all I got. All right, moving along here. Let's go to the Big Ten, which has been a very interesting conference so far this season. And number tw- and we're still on Tuesday college basketball action here, the stream preview. He's A.J. Hoffman. I'm Brad Powers. Number 12, Maryland at Wisconsin. We'll project Wisconsin to be a slight home favorite, one-point favorite here, total right around 123. And, A.J., you got a like on this one on the side. Yeah, I like Wisconsin here. I, I'm not a fan of this team, this Wisconsin team, and I actually am a fan of Maryland, but they've just shown nothing on the road so far. They're 0-3 straight up in their road games. They, they've only had three road games this year, and they, they've lost all of them. And Wisconsin – Typically good home court, but they've been. We've talked about Big Ten home courts, and Wisconsin's been one of the few exceptions to it. Uh, they they have a win, a, a home win, or a home loss to Illinois, and road wins against Ohio State and Penn State. So Wisconsin's not really playing the every every Big Ten team has to win their home games and lose their road games. Uh, but Wisconsin's they're more of an over team at home. They're more of an under team on the road in a close game, which I think this will be. I'm gonna I'm gonna like Wisconsin, who's who the 13th best free throw percentage in the country. They're gonna make their free throws down the stretch. So if you're telling me it's a one point game at home, I, I, that's that's the team I'm gonna like. They've covered five of the last six in this series, so it's a like for me on Wisconsin and a lean on the over. You want a little bit of a dinner bet on the total? Uh, wait, you lean under yes. or over? I lean over. All right, a little dinner bet. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. All right, so we can get some action here. I mean, it's the show's been a little dry so far, so let's get some action. I'm going to lean with the under here. Let me first talk about the side. I'm a little conflicted. I think there might be a little bit of value on Maryland. Why? They're off their worst performance of the season, losing by 18 uh, at Iowa. Who'd you have in that one, AJ? If memory serves correct. Uh, I, I don't quite remember. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you mentioned a good point on Wisconsin kind of bucking this Big Ten home team trend in each of their last two games. They lost their last home game. They just went on the road, so they, they're two for two. Uh, outside of Wisconsin being two for two bucking this trend of Big Ten home teams, how about this? Including today, take out Wisconsin's last two games, Big Ten home teams are 30-3 and three straight up. 30-3 and three straight up. 23-9 and nine against the spread. Even when you count those two Wisconsin games, they're winning by 10 points per game. They're covering by 7 points per game. So I certainly don't want to buck that trend on the Big Ten home teams, even though my gut is telling me Maryland's going to be a little undervalued in this one. I will lean with the under. I'll bet a dinner bet with A.J. on this one. Uh, to me, Wisconsin, obviously very slow tempo. Uh AJ brings up a good point that they're much more comfortable at home than they are on the road. But still, when you're number 350 in the country in Temple, I'm not expecting a lot of points. Under's been the play in Wisconsin's last five games. The under's 4-1. and one. It's 7-2 and two in Maryland's last nine. So I am going to go a lean, just a lean. So that's why it's just a friendly dinner bet 
between me and AJ, and they haven't been going so well for me uh, here so far on the college basketball dream preview. That's about all I got on this one. A- anything else? No, I, I'm excited for the next game. Let's get to that Big East matchup. Before we do, Mackenzie Rivers is in the house here. What's up? All right. And uh, I, I was at, I was texting you during one of the handicaps. Uh, NBA play? You know, to be honest, I felt I kind of forced it last time. I am so universally focused on the 49ers right now in NFL. I, I really can't so keep the people. you're going to pass for a while? Yeah, I'm going to pass for, for a week or so. So you're telling me last podcast I put you in a bad position? I, I take 100% responsibility for all the plays that I – I mean, I, I try to give conviction, but I, that was probably, you know, a, a lean that I made into a like. Ah, uh, oh, don't do that. You don't do that. No, you do not do that because this is what ends up happening. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. That was Mackenzie Rivers. Justifiably. All right. Next up, a big one in the Big East. This is Wednesday night action. Seton Hall at number six. Butler projected spread is Butler being a five-point home favorite. Your total, 126. And after not one, not two, but three straight best bet winners to start off the college basketball season, this game features my best bet. Let's hit it up. And I am going with another total here, and I'm going under, under 126, Seton Hall Butler. That's our projected line on Wednesday night. Under 126, what do I see here? Well, let's talk trend lines. Clearly under for both teams. Butler, under team this season, 11-5 and five to the under this year. Seton Hall, lately, especially since their defense has really got it cranked up, 6-2 and two to the under their last eight games. So both teams trending under this year. Let's talk tempo. Butler, one of the slowest pace teams in the country number 330 as far as tempo goes you got not one but two top 10 defenses in the entire country a very important game we've seen these big type of games already this year especially the big 12 games the the, my best bet on saturday a huge game i go under the total with some slow tempo here i'm going to call for more of the same best bet for me under 126 and aj's got a like on the side here yeah, I well, first of all, I'll, I'll give agreement. I also like that under, and that, and that was in consideration for my best bet as well. Uh, and I like Seton Hall. Seton Hall's unranked. I, I think they're one of the more underrated teams in the country. These are two teams that have been playing heavily to the under, and mostly because Seton Hall continues to dominate defensively. Every opponent they've played this year, they've held below their scoring average for the season. That's amazing. Uh, including including Marquette, who just who scored fifty five. Uh, it, I mean, Mark, Seton Hall blew Marquette off the court. Both these teams played a slow tempo. They both focus on defense. The reason why I kind of like Seton Hall here is Butler lacks shot blockers, and that could be problematic against a massive front court like Seton Hall. So uh, Seton Hall, one of the better shot blocking teams in the country. Butler actually one of the worst, despite the fact that they're really good on defense. So I'm going to go with the big bodies down low, kind of controlling this slow game, and I'll, I'll like Seton Hall and like the under right there with you. You get agreement. I, I would also lean the Seton Hall way. I mean, although this number, do, we'll see. I actually think we're going to get a better number on Seton Hall because people. I are think gonna, we will too. Yeah, they're going to see because Seton Hall Butler at home. Yeah, in the top ten, people aren't respecting Seton Hall. I mean, I had a, a big difference between my power rating 
and the line in Seton Hall's last game. I was stunned that, that the money came in against Seton Hall in that Marquette game. Uh, and it was off two, three points. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised we get maybe six here uh, with, with Seton Hall. So certainly wait because I think the public's going to want to bet Butler. The one weakness that Seton Hall has is free throw shooting. That might be a concern there. Yeah. And I mean, Butler is pretty <laughs> across the board. They don't have many weaknesses. And when they're you're, the best team in the Big East. Yeah, no question. I mean, they they are the best team. It's just a matter in a game like this, which I I think is going to be the style matchup, I think plays well for Seton Hall. So Butler Ah. can be the best team, and they can lose at the same time. It's not not like those things can't be separate. No question about it. And Seton Hall does, you know, offer a couple of major advantages, the bench, height advantage. So, all right, best bet for me, under 126. A.J. agrees. He likes the under and also likes Seton Hall. That's Wednesday action and before I forget, uh, coming up here in just a minute, Dave Essler's got a bet on a Wednesday night game. But first, one more game here on Wednesday night. Number 18, well, it won't be number 18 when the, the AP poll gets released on Monday. Again, we're taping this on Sunday night. Number 18, Virginia at number 10, Florida State. Let's call the line 8.5. Florida State, an 8.5 point home favorite. Total right around 110, very low. But that shouldn't surprise you with Virginia. I'll lead this one off. I got a like here. This is scary. But you know what? I don't think a lot of people are going to want to bet Virginia this week after back-to-back losses to Boston College and Syracuse. I think we're buying them low. So get, I, I don't mind buying low here on Virginia. First, if this line is indeed 8.5 or, or anywhere near it, if it's 7, 7.5, 8, 8.5, this will be the biggest underdog role for Virginia in seven years. Seven years. This will be their biggest underdog role if they're catching more than seven here against Florida State, and I think that'll be the case. Virginia hasn't been. I mean, you're defending national champ. You've been paying a premium on them. How do I know this? They're 2-11 and against the spread their last 13 games. So I think that premium you were paying on them by being the defending champ, throw that out the window now after they lost outright back-to-back games against BC and Syracuse. Uh, looking at Virginia, anytime you got a team in a big underdog role, and this will be big for them. I just mentioned it. I don't mind, you know, taking the team that has the slowest tempo in college basketball. Number 353 out of 353. So I'm getting a bunch of points. I run a slow tempo. Virginia's usually really good in the underdog role under Tony Bennett. They're 18-5 and five against the spread, catching five or more points. That's not too shabby. And on the other side, I think you're going to start paying a premium on Florida State. Why? This is Seminoles team that has won seven straight games. So you add all that together. I like Virginia plus eight and a half. What say you, AJ? I lean Virginia plus eight and a half. And and if you recall last year, I love this Virginia team. And I, uh, I actually when we did our dream bracket, I, I tried to convince everybody to put Virginia as a national championship or as a national champion. And RJ said that was ridiculous. Uh, but this is a different team, and this team. Still great defensively, still plays at the same tempo. Last year, they were the number two adjusted offense in Kimpom. Number two. This year, they're 229. Uh, they, I mean, they are 25 points plus in, in that Kimpom rating system lower than they were last year. And what it's doing is, it, normally, Virginia, a team that plays the way that they play, is impossible to blow out. And this year... It's possible, and we've seen it happen now multiple times. Virginia, even when in a game that's a, a low-paced game, 
they can get blown out. They got blown out by 29 at Purdue. They got blown out by tw- or by 11 against South Carolina. Uh, I, I mean, these are games that there's no way they were losing by double digits a year ago. And then, like you know, losing it to Boston College, an, an undermanned Boston College team, and then a Syracuse team that's just been not very good this year. I worry that because they are playing a Florida State team that I think is really good, if they can't get a shot to fall, it could get ugly in a hurry. That said, I'm I'm with you. I don't like betting against team. I don't like betting on Virginia to get blown out because yeah. their games they're they're typically grinding games. FSU they they are chameleon. They they play at the pace of their opponent, which I kind of like. They did it against Louisville the other day. No one goes slower than Virginia. Uh, Florida State played Purdue, who's statistically they profile similarly to Virginia, and they beat them by three. Uh, again, it's it's Florida State's also defensive minded. I, I think this is a rock fight game. It, it's only a lean because I think that you know it's it's going to be hard to to get eight and a half points of separation. But I've seen teams do it already this year on Virginia, and, yeah. and if Virginia gets blown out here, I might have no interest in Virginia for the rest of the season because they're just bad on offense. Wow, if they get blown out here, do we start questioning uh, if they're going to be on the bubble? They're, I think so. I mean, I mean that'd be three straight losses. I mean, Boston College is not a good team at all, and it's not like Syracuse. This is one of uh, Bayheim's best teams. It's just not. It's average at best. No, uh, they they really they really probably should be on the bubble. When you think about what their best wins are right now, the the win that they're hanging their hat on now, it, well, what that they were hanging their hat on for a while was against number seven North Carolina. Who? Guess what? Probably not a tournament team. <laughs> no, not uh, not a tournament team. They're out. Clearly out. They uh, got to worry about the NIT at this point. Honestly, their their best wins so far are like Arizona State, who they beat by three, and then Virginia Tech is a, a pretty solid win. Virginia Tech's, you know, they're a borderline tournament team. So yeah, you're right. Virginia doesn't have a lot of resume right now, uh, other than being the defending national champions. And I, I think if it's close, they'll they'll try and work them in, but. As it stands right now, they need to start putting together some nice wins. Yeah, and right now, Kempom has their uh, projected final record, 18-12, and 10-10 and 10 in conference. Huh. That, that's that's the bubble, ladies and gentlemen. Pro- they'll get Certainly. the benefit of the doubt, so it'll probably be like a 10 seed. But another, you had one more no- loss in there. Well, and... And and nobody's going to want to play that team in the ACC tournament because yeah. they, I mean this is a you know that, that's a well coached team it, it they're still going to be dangerous and maybe they find a shooter but yeah it, it's rough right now and it's not like the ACC is anywhere near as strong as what it's been in the past either that's what's shocking it's not like it's a loaded ACC this year especially with both both North Carolina and Virginia down all right just recapping that one like on Virginia for me lean Virginia for AJ hey guys. I was just looking, and uh, circa three days ago, put up odds for the NIT. Yeah, Virginia two hundred to one. What do you guys think about that? Two hundred to one NIT NIT to make it or win it to win it. Oh, I'm not ready to commit yet. Pass. (laughs) Who's the favorite though? North Carolina. I think somebody was telling me North Carolina is the favorite to win the NIT, which they've done it before. They've actually won the NIT, and this just. Like four or five years ago. Well, well, the field is the favorite at five to one, but they're the fav- uh, the real favorite for a team. They're twelve to one. All right, fair enough. Field is a good. <laughs> I'm gl- that's smart that they put up the field there because. Give me, uh, give me Utah State to win it. All right, Utah State. Wow, no. 
I think what, really what do they got there? The 25 to 1 on Utah State. Oh, wow. So AJ's in the ballpark. Yeah, I'd take that. I think they've ruined their I think they've really ruined their shot at the big tournament. Oh, wow. You want a little bit on that? Yeah, take some. All right. So, you know, you guys can hear the sausage being made right on the air. Circa is one of my favorite books. I always got plenty of money in my Circa app. So, what do you want? 20, 25 bucks on that? No, that's that works for me. Or what? Do you, oh, I don't. I didn't know, Mister Big Better. I mean, how much do you want on that? Uh, what, what's that, what's my number here, McKinsey? You're looking at twenty-five to one on Utah State. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll take it. I'll just take twenty on it. Twenty. All right, you got it. All right, love it. You writing it? What you writing this down in your notebook? Yeah, I am right now. All right. Because I'm not going to scroll through. I, I thought it'd be easy to bet it right now. I'm not going to scroll through. All right. I like it. Some action here. And speaking of action, we got not one but two best bets Wednesday action. It is Dave Esler leading off the way. He's going right back to the Big Ten after he cashed on Indiana last uh, on Saturday. Dave Esler, take it away, your best bet for this podcast. Last week we went on Indiana, and this week we're going the other way. Wednesday, Rutgers minus probably three and a half over the Hoosers. Rutgers was held to 34% shooting. Only eight free throw attempts and a three-point loss at Indiana. So playing that bad and still almost winning on the road is a good thing. At home, Rutgers hasn't lost, and they've beaten Wisconsin, Seton Hall, most recently Penn State, and all fairly convincingly. Indiana has not won a road game since conference play started. The Hoosiers are 11th in the Big Ten in turnovers, and they have the 11th least amount of forced turnovers, things you just can't do on the road, and expect to win. Rutgers, the number one defensive rebounding team, and they have the links to compete with Indiana's inside game, and they will. Love Rutgers Wednesday at home over the Hoosers. All right, that was Dave Esler coming at you. Dave's been hot. I, you know what? I got to keep track. I think Dave might be 3-0 and as well on best bets. I think that is the Something case. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think so. he's at minimum 2-1, well. and one, if not 3-0. and oh. I'll double-check that. For the next podcast and make sure I'm giving Mr. Dave Astler, who's been winning since Moses was in short pants. He wins at everything, at any sport. Dave's your guy. Speaking of your guy, Sleepy's been my guy here. Mackenzie's kind of climbing up the ladder, but Sleepy was with me here in Vegas for three, four years, helped me out adjust. He moved here about the same time I did. And speaking of Sleepy, he's really good at these totals. Now, he just won his favorite total last on the last podcast. He did lose his best bet side, but totals, he's rock solid. And speaking of totals, his best bet for this podcast is a total in a big SEC game, Auburn and Alabama. Sleepy, take it away. All right, guys, my second total best bet for this podcast is going to be Auburn, Alabama over the total. Right now projected right around 155, 156, but I feel pretty comfortable probably playing this one up to around 160. Auburn's offense, electric, 82 points per game. Alabama's offense, electric, 83 points per game. But here's my thinking on why I really like this over. Alabama will be at home. This is a very fast-paced team, fourth in the nation. They pretty much operate at like a breakneck speed. It's up and down the court, shooting three after three. If you look at Alabama with their three-point shooting on the season, I mean, they're fourth in the nation in that area. So it's just run and gun for this Alabama team. And I have a team like Auburn who plays at a very fast pace themselves, 67th in the nation. Auburn's going to end up with 
with a ton of points in transition here. Why? One, Alabama's defense absolutely stinks, 335th in the nation. I mean, that's bottom of the barrel, guys. They allow almost 80 points per game. And if I can keep the pace going, I feel very comfortable. But here's another thing that will probably annoy you guys if you're watching the game. It's the fact that these two teams foul a lot. It's going to look like an NBA-type game where it's run down the court, fast, shoot a three, miss it, make it, whatever the case might be, fly back out down the other direction. Maybe you get a foul. And that's kind of what I want here. I don't want many empty trips up and down the basketball court, and I feel I'll get that. Another reason why I think that, you know, the over is definitely playable here, I have two teams that are very good at assisting. If I have poor teams that can't assist the basketball, well, then it gives the other team's defense a chance to go ahead and set up. Right now, both of these teams in the top 100 in assists, and both teams in the top 60 in offensive rebounds. So I feel one way or another, if I do get a miss, I'm either getting it flying back in the other direction in transition, or I'm getting a quick second chance point, maybe a tip shot. So one way or another, guys, I just see this game turning out to look like a real NBA-type game. Tons of threes, tons of transition, tons of free throws, not a whole lot of empty possessions. That's why I'm going to go ahead and play this one over to total. Auburn, Alabama, right around 155, 156. But I play this one up to around 160. All right, that's Sleepy J on the over in the Iron Bowl. Do they call it the Iron Bowl, AJ, in basketball? Probably uh, not. I, I, no, I don't <laughs> think so. They do not. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a bonus pick. Alabama beats Auburn in that one. Uh, well, that, that that's a good one. I, I wish I should have put that game on there. I know you've been looking to fade Auburn. Uh, in, no, nah, that's all in, right. I mean, yeah, I, that didn't work out for me over the weekend. Uh, no, I'm telling you, it's they're still they're still pretty good. They're nah, still they, pretty they, good. they crushed Georgia, so that was one I think you and I disagreed on, was it? And I think uh, yeah. you got the better the better of me on that one, like you usually do. <laughs> All right, Alabama Auburn. At least Sleepy Jay's got that covered. Again, a little bonus bet for me, not a best bet, but a bet. I think take Alabama money line there. It's not gonna it's gonna be a short spread. Actually, I, I think the line's gonna be close to pick them. In that one. By the way, yeah, good job hitting your. Uh, we didn't even talk about it hitting your under from last week, on the uh, the, the national championship game. Uh, yeah, it depends on when you bet it though. If you bet it the night before, but you're listen, okay. I'm talking game about day? you, no. Brad. <laughs> I'm talking about you yeah, yeah, yeah. hitting your under. You hit yours. Yeah, and I hit and, my... I, and it came it came yeah. down to the very end too. I mean, it was the, the, James Madison <laughs> trying think? to punch it in for the for the win, and uh, uh, you had to you had to have a sigh of relief there. I was beyond frustrated because, I mean, well, it was going to sum up my whole 2019 college football season. I mean, closing line value, you're taught, hey, it should matter. Now, I'm not even talking about half point here, half point there. I'm talking, ladies and gentlemen, about in this game, what, I mean, it, it went as low as 43. It got bet, bet, got bet back up. How about that one? That's like bet, Betty Butter. Betty Butter bought a batch of bet, got bet back up. Jeez. Up to like 45. Still got like six points of closing line value. Thought I was gonna lose that one. Unbelievable. That's a nice that was way. me in the uh, in the the Tennessee uh, Indiana bowl game, and I had uh, over forty nine and a half, and it got steamed to like fifty five in the last couple days. I put over forty nine and a half when mm. when the bowls were announced. And, Too many and field still, goals, man, in that one. Still came up short. <laughs> Too many field goals in that one. Ooh. Well, hopefully this one doesn't come up short. I've got a best bet here, Brad. All right. And yet let's, a... hear, let's hear my girl. 
Well, give me a second. Jeez. I'll tell you what. I got a, a better appreciation. Appreciation. I can't even. What Am I drunk? I'm not. I haven't done anything today. But handicap and I watched a football game. Uh, I got appreciation for RJ handling all this, all the different talent here, looking at McKenzie, make sure he's doing his job back in the control room here, trying to make sure I include Sleepy and Esslers, throwing the sound, doing the sound on the bites. Speaking of sound, here is AJ Sound. All right, I love it, AJ. We're going Thursday night, West Coast Conference, a big line here. Why? Because it involves the number one team in the country. We got Santa Clara at number one, Gonzaga. Line projection, Gonzaga, 19. Where are you going, AJ? I am going best bet, Gonzaga, minus 19. And I know you're going to you're gonna get on me for giving so many points, uh, but this Santa Clara team has really just played no one. They've got a nice record. And when you look at it on paper, it's like, oh, really? They're, they're giving 19 points. There actually may be some some uh, Freddie Fanny Pack money on Santa Clara that day. Uh, but they played the 352nd best schedule in the country. 11 of Gonzaga's 18 wins have come by 20 or more points. And the few times Santa Clara stepped up in class, they got smoked. They got crushed by Stanford. They got crushed by Nevada. They got crushed by San Francisco. They luck boxed into a win against St. Mary's this weekend. And Gonzaga has dominated, dominated this series historically. They've won 19 straight. And since Herb Sindek took over at Santa Clara, Gonzaga 7-0 and by an average margin of 31.5 points per game. Wow. Gonzaga is going to dominate the offensive glass. They, I, I mean, Santa Clara does not – they do not keep teams from getting second-chance opportunities. Uh, Gonzaga is such a, a great shooting team. They can, they've can they got offense all over the court. My only concern is that BYU is on deck, but it, it's the first game of a homestand. I think Gonzaga is excited to get back, and, and mm. they get a wake-up call. They got a wake-up call versus Pepperdine, and they responded by just blowing out San Diego and Loyola. So I think they're they're focused right now, uh, and, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and lay it. I'm going to lay the big number with the Zags, minus 19. Mm, you brought up a good point, though. I, I agree. I mean, I never. I would say once a year I lay this kind of number. I like Gonzaga, but the BYU thing that does concern me, man, because it's a Saturday game. So there's only yep. one day off in between. And are they want to? Are they going to want want to really step on the throat of Santa Clara in the second half with BYU on deck? And ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't been following, BYU is legit. <laughs> I mean, that's they're good. The, also, yeah, yeah they're that's certainly, about, they're certainly the, the second best team in that conference. No question about it. I mean, still Gonzaga's going to be laying a hefty number even in that one, but that's going to be their closest spread since they they played North Carolina uh, back in the. And no, it's going to be less than that because they were laying like what fourteen, I think, in that North Carolina game. It'll be the closest spread since December fourteenth for Gonzaga on deck. So that that worries me a little bit. I wasn't even thinking that because it's you know short layoff there in between the games, but. I mean, you hit on a bunch of it. I, I think just out of spite, I, I think they, they, they'd want to step on the throat of Santa Clara because everyone's going to see that gaudy 15-3 and record for Santa Clara. But it's phony. It's about as phony as it comes. You mentioned it, the second weakest strength of schedule in the country. Uh, they've only played four teams. Santa Clara's played four teams in the top 150. Not 50, 150, four. And they've gotten crushed in three of them. But they did just beat St. Mary's. Their best performance of the season, I don't mind fading it. 
a couple of matchup advantages here for Gonzaga. Three-point shooting. Gonzaga's top 15 in the country. Santa Clara's number 318 in three-point defense. Offensive rebounding. Santa Clara, number 317 in offensive rebounding. Gonzaga defensively, top 20 in the country. I don't normally like these big favorites, but I'm laying it. I'm going to lay the 19. I agree. I wish I had more disagreement with the AJ this week. But, uh, hey, when when, when you're on fire, you're on fire. When when two minds are thinking alike, hopefully they're great. The other thing I'll say is there's been a lot of talk this week about Duke being the number one team when the poll comes out. I kind of hope they are. Uh, Oh, good point there. If if Gonzaga dropped in the polls – after after getting two blowout wins, just because everyone's kind of coming around on Duke now, I think maybe that could be some added motivation for Gonzaga. Yeah, because I mean, the number one ranking means something for somebody like Gonzaga to, to have it and to have it for maybe some period of time. Because I mean, let's face it, I mean it was like a carousel, and who who wanted to be number one early in the season was four or five. The number six, one teams kept losing, kept losing, so. Thought process was, hey, can Gonzaga can get on a roll here and be the number one team for you know five, six, seven straight weeks here? But uh, with Duke looking impressive, yeah, I, I like AJ. You brought it tonight. I love it. A couple of outside the box thinking that would be good. I think, in my opinion, if they dropped to two. Well, hopefully they uh, they get out there and they've got they've got blood on the mind. That's my hope. At nineteen, have you ever laid that on a best bet? We've been doing this a couple of years. I don't think you have, uh, man. No, I probably not on a best bet. All right, I don't I've played mind some it. pretty big numbers. I played some pretty big numbers this season against uh, Chicago State. And, and how'd that work it's out? Worked for out for me. Oh, has? it's worked out pretty consistently right. well. Yeah, they're horrible, but but yeah, this is a, this is a rare thing for me to on the podcast, especially to give it out as my best bet. But that's that's the only way I can see it. All right, just to be clear, let's wrap it up here. Best bet for AJ Hoffman Gonzaga. That's a Thursday night game. Best bet for me is a Wednesday game. It's a total. Seton Hall Butler, I'm going under 126. Essler, Wednesday's going to be a big night here for the Dream College Basketball Dream Preview. Essler, Wednesday night. Rutgers, best bet for him. Sleepy J, best bet for him. Alabama, Auburn, over the total, also on a Wednesday night. That is going to do it, though. Uh, I know it wasn't a long one here, but I do want to send out some appreciation to you, AJ, for making the drive out because I mean I mean I know you kind of live there at the station, but still you got what a what a Houston that's got to be a 30, 35 minute commute, right? It is a thirty minute drive, but it's I bet it's longer Monday through Friday than it is on a Sunday evening. Oh right? yeah, yeah, it's a breeze getting in Sunday night. I bet that is AJ Hoffman. You can follow him on Twitter at AJ is the real. That's at AJ is the real. Also, big thanks to Mackenzie Rivers for coming in here and. and uh, Doing a good job here, Mackenzie, even though you didn't have an NBA play. Thank you for showing up here on a Sunday night. As always, I'm Brad Powers. We'll talk to you down the line here on the College Basketball Dream Preview. Take care and have a great week. Thanks for listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for R.J.? You can contact him directly on Twitter at R.J. in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.